0: You are listening to the Restoration LA podcast. For more, visit us at restorationla.org. Welcome to Restoration LA. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Steve Martel. We are in the middle of a psalm series. Um, last week we had Chanel Russo with us and she encouraged us greatly. Um, but we kind of took a break from the Psalm series, but it, it was a great uh, time of ministry. If you missed it, I encourage you to go on the YouTube channel, um, pull up that that service from last week and be encouraged. If you were here and you were encouraged, there, this, during this week, pull up that script, pull up that video and pull up that service and, and be encouraged again because it was a it was a good time and a, a very um, fruitful and very um, just impactful teaching on the prophetic. So it was definitely really good. But as for us today, like I said, we are in a Psalms series. So technically, this is week two. Um, we, were, we were kind of highlighting some very powerful and encouraging pieces of scripture that are found in the psalms. And just so a little recap because of the, the little gap in between. Um, a little things about psalms. Psalms is the actual, the, the largest book in the Bible. So there's 150 psalms all together. But it's actually a collection of prayers and poetry and songs that are written and sung by multiple different writers. So some are David and and, and Moses, and there's a large, a long list of people who are actually contributing to the Psalms. Um, Here, the Psalms are some of the most quoted and memorized scriptures because of the encouragement and the truth that come from them. You see them on bumper stickers, you see them on T shirts, you see among journals, you, you, you kind of always see the Psalms um, around because, like I said, they're so impactful. Um, Psalms that are, we see the Psalms that are songs, and we sing lots of Psalms in the life of our church. They're hymns. Uh, we see laminating Psalms, and it, which is crying out to the Lord. So there's lots of different Psalms that we can read throughout the whole 150 of them. Uh, today, we're just going to go through one of them, actually. Um, it's Psalms 91. Um, But before we get there, I just wanted to say, man, I love the Psalms. I love the Psalms because of that laminating uh, factor of just actually being able to kind of peer into the heart of the writer. Um, When I read the Psalms, it feels real. It feels like a journal entry. You know, I see believers and Christians and warriors and soldiers and men after God's own hearts that are facing some real stuff. It's a snapshot into the writer's heart and their minds. When I read the Psalms, I feel like it's heartfelt, that it's powerful, it's gritty, it's revealing, and it's vulnerable, and it's raw. The Psalms give us an intimate peek into a moment between the writer and the Lord that normally we wouldn't see because we weren't there when that was happening. You see faith, and you see revelation, but you also see desperation. Believers who are going through some trials, and yet they find themselves crying out to the Lord, Even in the midst of those trials, you see believers who, like I said, have have their hearts for the Lord, but yet they're trying to navigate through some tough times. Yet they know where their help comes from. So my question this morning, and if you're taking notes, I suggest you take notes. I encourage you to take notes. But my question this morning for us church is: where does your help come from? Where does your help come from? You see, the way the world works today, it's not always safe and it's not always easy. There's no magic wand to wish our trials away. There's no no bubble that we live in where we don't have to face some hard times and some hard troubles. It would be great if there was. It would be great if we can just handle everything that comes our way. It would be great if that every storm in our marriage or every battle in our parenting and every broken heart, every piece of bad news, we can just take care of and we can handle and we can shoulder that load and we can just, you know, get through it in our own strength. But that's not always the case. And sometimes we can fall into a trap. The trap of I got this. How many of you have said that? How many of you said that this morning? I got this. I got this. I got this, and we trust in our own efforts, and we trust in our own abilities. We trust in our own physical strengths, our own resources, or our own money, or our own minds. Maybe we we find ourselves in a a trap of putting our trust in broken systems. Family, friends, Instagram, and TikTok. It doesn't matter the amount of post-its that you place on your mirror. Or the fact that you chose to, to drink your coffee out of the, I got this mug today. <laughs> and you laugh because you have them. <laughs> and you have them because you want that reminder that I got this. Right? Every morning um, with my girls when they go to school, I sit them down or, you know, I kind of kneel down with them. And I, and I kind of run through this, this thing of, like, encouraging them, right? And I tell them, you know are you beautiful? And they say yes. I said, are you strong? And they say yes. I say, are you loved? And they say yes. And then I say, by who? And then they wrote a long list, depending on how much time we have. I'll say, by who? And they'll say dad. And I say, by who else? And they'll say God. And I say, by who else? And they'll say mom. And I say, by well, who else? And it's a long list. And if depending on the time, we, we go through everybody in the life of this church. Um, and, and then we say, you know, are you brave? And they'll say yes. And I say, do you got this and then they say, yes. I said, are you ready? And they say, yes. And, and actually not all of them, just Kyrie, just specifically Kyrie. <laughs> and I say, do you got this? And I'm trying to encourage them. I'm trying to just build them up right now because we got to go to school. And, and, and so they're pumped. They're brave. They're courageous. They're fearless. They're beautiful. They're smart. They're loved. And then we get to school. We get to that door. And then it just shuts down. And she just collapses on the floor, or she's hanging on the doorway. She's trying to run out. And then she just doesn't got it. No matter how many times I try to encourage her, no matter how many times we, we pray, no matter how many, you know, it's just that kind of idea that I got this. Yeah, I got this. But then we're hit in the face with something. There's a trial that happens, there's something bigger or scarier that approaches us. And we realize, oh, snap, I don't got this. I don't have it. So what if we don't have it? What if I don't got it? What if you don't got it? What if we're not supposed to have it? What if the weight that we're carrying becomes too much? What happens when the waves begin to rise? When that giant looks too big or that school building looks too big? When the world begins to shake? When it feels like the darkness is closing in? When the news is too heartbreaking? When the report isn't what you were expecting? How do you have it? How do you get it? There are times in life when we're facing something overwhelming and we just want to run away and we just want to disappear. Where do we go? What do we do? Where does your help come from, church? See, we all have a place to turn to. We all have a place when we get overwhelmed, when times get tough. There's somewhere to run, and it might be your spouse. It might be your family, a family member. You might run to food. We might run to hobbies. We, we can also even run and retreat into our old ways of life because we're just faced with something too scary, and we don't like it, and we don't know how to get through it. So we just retreat into our old ways of living and sin patterns and things that make us feel good. We understand that's not the way to go. That's not the direction. So my question is, where does your help come from in times when you don't got this? So if you have your Bibles, let's turn to Psalms 91. We're going to go through the whole chapter of Psalms 91. I want to read it. I believe that there is some fruit Some key things that we can learn from this portion of scripture. I'm going to read it fully, but I'm going to focus just on a few verses this morning for us as a church. So, Lord, we just ask you, God, that you would move today. Lord, we're thankful, God, that your presence is here. Lord, we're thankful, God, for the revelation that you are bringing. Lord, we pray, God, that you would continue to work in our hearts and our minds. Holy Spirit, we ask, God, that you would open our hearts this morning. Lord, we pray for peace, we pray for understanding, and we pray, God, that there would be transformed lives who leave this place. Jesus, help us. In your mighty name, Jesus, amen. Yes. Psalms 91. If you don't have your Bibles, it will actually be up here on the screen. I'm going to take my time with this. My plan is to get you guys out a little early because we went a little long last week, but we'll see what the Lord does. Amen. Psalms 91. Those who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God. And I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful love promises are your armor and protection. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrows that fly in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousands are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home, for he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with, a long, with long life and give them my salvation. Psalms 91, 1 through 16. I encourage you that after this service, somewhere at some point today, that you would go back and you would meditate over those scriptures, that you would read those scriptures. That you would take notes and you would write these things down. Go through them with the Lord. Encourage ourselves. See the truth that's in the word of God. Amen. But we're just going to focus on a couple of scriptures this morning. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. Psalms 91 begins with a place. It begins with a shelter. A shelter is a place that you make home. What does a home provide? A home provides security. It it provides comfort. Belonging, identity, peace. A home or a shelter is a safe place. And if we make God our home, then God is our safe place. Then God is our comfort. Then God is our safety. Then God is our our, our security. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High. God is our home. God should be our dwelling place. The NIV version of Psalms 91 says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High. And that word dwell means, it's taken from the Hebrew word yashab, which can be translated into sit or to stay. To remain or to inhabit. So not somebody who just lives in the shelter, but we must be somebody who dwells in the shelter of the Most High. Who sits, who remains, who inhabits, who stays in the shelter of the Lord. See, sometimes when things get rocky, when life gets rocky, when situations come up, when times get tough, we want to pack it in. We want to throw in the towel. We want to hit the eject button. We want to move out. We want to run away. We want to find a new place to live. Because we're trying to find a new shelter. This shelter is not working. Things are broken. The cabinets are broken. The rug's kind of dirty. We need to find a new place. This is not working for our family. This is not working for me right now. We need to find a new shelter. But I really feel this morning, church, that God is saying, not me, but God is saying, sit. Sit. Remain in me sit with me, stay with me, that word dwell, remain in me. See, to live in the shelter of the most high means to sit and stay in constant awareness of God's presence in our lives. To sit and remain in the shelter of the Lord means we are in constant awareness of God's presence in our lives. To dwell and to sit and to remain in the shelter of the Lord means that we are in constant awareness of his security and his love for us in our lives. The Lord is the safe place. The Most High is the safe place. Amen. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. New King James Version version and LT those who live in the shelter of the most high and IV whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high church the Lord is our safe place God is our shelter he is our security even in the toughest times in the darkest situations we need to sit and to stay and to trust him that God will get us through we, our minds can't be working overnight, over time, trying to think of a, a, problem, a, a way to solve the problem or solve the situation or how to remove ourselves from the situation. We can't be going into our own strength and figuring out, hey, you know what? I got this. I can do this. I got some ideas. I got some friends. I, I, I got some ideas. Um, we, we can do this. Or maybe we just find a new shelter and maybe we just move and maybe we can just disappear and maybe we can just figure it out. No. God is saying, sit. Wait. Stay. Remain in me. Remain in the shelter of the Most High. Then Psalms 91 continues. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will do what? Will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shelter of the Almighty. This portion of scripture doesn't say those who dwell uh, in the shelter of the Lord will, will, will find stress, will find worry, will find failure. They'll find more problems. It says, well, we will find rest. We will find rest. Sometimes, church, all we have to do is just sit. Sometimes all we have to do is just stay. Sometimes all we have to do is just be still and just allow God to do the work. It says abide under the shadow of the almighty. Abide under the shadow of the mighty means to live with the consciousness and the closeness and the the revelation of God's presence. Abide. Abide. God is here. We must never separate ourselves from God's presence. We don't want to disconnect from God's presence. We don't want to remove ourselves from the safety and the peace of God. We must abide with the Lord. We must abide under the shadow of the Almighty. John 15 says, when you know this scripture, But that's another portion of Scripture where we see remain in me. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it's severed from the vine, then you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. It's the same word again. Remain in me, abide in me, be close to me, stay present with me. Rest in the shadow of the Almighty. How close do you need to be to someone to be be able to rest in their shadows? In their shadow. That's a picture and a closeness of the Lord. We need to be close. So that shadow can bring us the comfort, can bring us the rest, can bring us the, the, the peace that we are looking for. The shadow is a picture of God's protection and his care for us. We must stay close. We must abide. We must remain. We must sit. Under his shadow. Psalms 36, verses 7 and 9 says, How precious is your unfailing love, O God! All humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. You feed them from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are a fountain of life, the light by which we see. I gave you a free Psalms there. It's refreshment. We delight. There's refreshment there. There's rest there. Another Psalms for free. Psalms 121 verses 5 to 6 says, The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. Here we go again. The the imagery of of, of a scorching hot sun desert. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. He's our keeper. He's our shade. This picture of being exhausted, this picture of being overheated, close to death. And God is saying, "No, no, no, I'm bringing refreshment. I'm bringing rest. You have a place here to sit and you have a place here to rest. Be near to me. Allow my shadow to cover you. The shadow of the almighty. Rest in the shadow of the almighty. Those who who live in the shelter of the most high will find rest in the shadow of the almighty. We see two words here. We see the most high. We see the Almighty. These are descriptive words of who God is. Then it says this, this I declare about the Lord. And Jessica had an amazing encouragement this morning. What are we declaring? What are we saying out of our mouth? What are we saying about the Lord? This I declare about the Lord. This I, so now it's personal. Church, what are you declaring about your God, about the Most High, about the Almighty? It says, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. Church, what are you declaring today about the Lord? What's in your heart? What's in your mind? Where do you find yourselves today? When, we knew, when I knew we were doing a psalm series months ago, and we're sitting around and we're having a, a meeting and we're just kind of talking and planning out the day, the first word that came to my mind when we were doing a psalm series, the first word is when I even think about the psalms, the word is refuge. The word is refuge. And it says, he alone is my refuge and place of safety. Refuge is a safe haven. It's a sanctuary. It's a place of safety and relief. The definition of a refuge speaks of a condition of being safe and sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. A refuge is is a secure, high fortress. It's something that is extremely high and unreachable. Safety. Refuge. Peace. Peace a place of being sheltered from pursuit, danger, or trouble. Proverbs 18, verse 10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and will be safe and are safe. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. And next we see, He is my God. He is my God. There's revelation there. There's revelation that Jesus is my God. It's not Gavin's God. I don't don't find refuge in, in John T.'s God. I find refuge in my God, it's personal. It's not my parents' God. It's not so-and-so's God. It's my God. It's my Jesus. It's a personal revelation, relationship, that Jesus is your king. Jesus is your God. It's a close, real, active relationship with King Jesus. It's a revelation that we draw from. It's a place in where we live. It's a place in in which we dwell. It's a revelation that he is my God. We draw from this place. We sit and we dwell here. And when we have a revelation that Jesus is my God, no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're fighting against, no matter what we're up against, we know where God is. We know who God is and we know where we stand because we're sitting and we're remaining and we're abiding and we're dwelling in him. We're not dwelling in our thoughts. We're not dwelling in our anguish. We're not dwelling in our frustrations. We're not dwelling in our sin. We're dwelling with the almighty, with the most high God. Amen. He is my God. There's ownership. It's my relationship. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He's my God. He's my help. He's my safety. He's my comfort. He's my peace. I trust him despite what's in front of me, despite what I'm going through, despite the battles that I have to win. I know who my God is. I know he's my shelter. I will dwell in him. He is my security. He is my comfort. He is my peace. He is the most high revelation. It's revelation. I'm safe in his presence. So church, where do we run in times of trouble? Where does your help come from? I believe Jesus is inviting us into a real relationship with him. It's tangible. I believe the Lord is giving those who don't have a relationship with God an opportunity to be able to dwell in this shelter, to dwell in his presence. To make God their fortress, their refuge. I got to believe that as believers, as Christians, the Bible says that he is our shelter. That's the place where each and every one of us can go besides our past, besides our issues, despite what we're facing. It's an open door. He is the answer. He is our place of of peace and security. Despite being in a fallen world, despite sin, the evil working overtime to ruin the good thing that God is doing in our lives. And we talked about this in our spiritual battle series, but Satan trying to ruin what God is doing. He's trying to ruin your marriage. He's trying to mess with your kids. He's trying to mess with your money. He's trying to mess with the work that you put in all the things that God's hand is. The devil's trying to ruin that. But it's a great comfort to understand that we have a loving God nearby. It's a great comfort in, in times when we do not understand what is happening in the world around us, that we have a safe place that we can run to. The Bible doesn't promise that our lives would be easy. It doesn't promise that we're all holding hands and skipping through a a lily garden. But the Bible promises that he's going to see us through the God promises that he's going to get us through the other side. So no matter what we're facing and no matter what we're going through today, God is with you. Nothing can separate his love from you and I. God is our fortress. He alone is our refuge. And that's, Church is a safe place. Some of the worst trials of our lives, when we had miscarriages, when we had deaths in the family, when we had our twins who, one of them possibly wasn't going to make it, and it was a scary time, and we didn't have the answers. We didn't, we didn't know what to do. We, we couldn't make us feel good. There was nothing about it that made anything feel good. No one could say anything to us to make us feel good. But we knew the answer was in the Lord. Some of the worst trials we face, we felt the Lord the strongest. I've said it many times up there. It sucks to think that to feel the Lord so well and so powerful and strong, I would have to go through that. I don't believe it's the Lord's heart, but that's the Lord showed up in one of my weakest times. But some of the worst trials of our lives, we felt the Lord the strongest. In the midst of the most chaotic and scary times where we had no control over, we had no answers, I felt him bring the most peace to me. I felt his presence so strong. And he reassured me that not everything is going to be great, but he's going to get us through. Even though he didn't answer all the prayers and even though he didn't make things easy, he was there and he showed up. And he said, I'm here. We're getting through this together. So I want to read Psalms 91 again. And then I want to take some time for prayer. Psalms 91. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him for he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrows that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with his hands so you, don't, won't, so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Not only does the Lord give us his presence through hard times here, but he also solidifies an eternal hope and an internal presence with him in heaven. But for those who live in the shelter of the most high, they will find rest in the shadow of the almighty this I declare because it's personal to me and it's real to me that he alone is my refuge. Not my money, not my degree, not my ideas, not my job. He alone. He alone is my refuge. He alone is my place of safety. He alone is my God. There'll be no other God that I would place above him. There's no other name that I'll call him revelation it's personal personal the last portion and i trust him and i trust him can i invite pam really just felt um for this morning as we close this portion of the preach i don't believe sunday is over i don't think this church service is over I believe God wants to do a whole lot more. But I kind of wanted to practice what we talked about, about dwelling in the Lord, about sitting in His presence. I'm not going to ask you to stand up today. I'm going to ask you to sit down. If you want to posture yourself in a place where you can receive from the Lord. So whether you're sitting down or you're kneeling down, if you're on your knees... But posture yourself in a way that you can hear God. I know it's trying times. I don't know every situation in this place, I know some. But I know the Lord wants to bring peace in those situations. In our marriages, fathers as mothers wants to bring, bring peace to our future the things we wrestle with and I believe the Lord can do that right now I believe that he's already started I believe he's already speaking to us I believe he's already working on us working through us in us highlighting those things where we need to turn to him for he alone is our refuge he alone is our peace, our security, our strength. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to let God do his thing. My last encouragement is posture yourself in a place where you can receive from God. Just let the Lord speak to you. I would love to say, church, you got this. Whatever you're facing, you got this. Whatever you're dealing with, you got this. Maybe we should let the Lord have it. Maybe we should allow God to have it. Maybe we don't have to have it. We can surrender it give it up, the strategies, the planning, the weight, the fear, and we just don't have it. We allow God to do what he wants to do through it. Lord, we want to sit with you as it may be, as tough as it may be in our hustle and bustle world, or we just want to take time to just sit, take time just to remain, just to be safe and secure in your presence. Lord, we thank you for your love. Thank you for your revelation. Anybody here to this morning who doesn't know you, Lord? I pray, God, that they would give their lives to you. I pray they would surrender their thoughts, their fears, their lives over to you, God. it's just a simple prayer of Lord, I love you, forgive me, I repent, and I choose you. It's that easy to be able to live in the shelter of the Most High have that refuge to have that safety to have that peace and security it only comes from the lord only comes from jesus that invitation is open to anybody anywhere any place if you're just willing to make him the refuge of your life the savior of your life holy spirit thank you for your peace thank you for your presence continue that to believe and to put our trust in you that you're going to see us through you have more for us you have a future for us a hope for us after we get through this battle you're going to have another battle for us to get through we love you jesus Morning in your mighty name, King Jesus. Amen and amen. Don't know how to end it. Don't know if we need to end it. Um, if you need prayer, if you need anything, if you want people to surround you, I'll be up here. Some of our leaders will be up here. Um, if you want to leave, then be blessed. Have a great Sunday have a happy Thanksgiving, love your family well, be grateful for the Lord, be grateful for the blessings that he has given us, Um, we love you, know that the Lord is your refuge and your shelter, but yeah, if you want to continue, you need prayer still, anything, we'll be here, if not, please pick up your kids, don't leave them here, it's not a shelter and a refuge for your kids. The Lord is not the church. We love you guys. Thank you guys.